Welcome to Season 2, Episode 8 of the MJ Sports Podcast. My name is Mark, and I'm joined by Jonas, and this is your week of sports in review. Sports. 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 And we are back to talk about the sports once again here. And, uh... You know, it's it's been it's been a fun week of, of sports here, just all around some good old general fun. I think. Oh yeah, you know we had we had some actually entertaining basketball and baseball's back. That's right. So that's right. Well, you, you want to talk about you know the most important thing, uh, the Final Four. Was this past week? Oh, and there goes my air conditioning. I will be right back. Alrighty then. Just fill time. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Gotta love that quality cold AC. Gotta gotta be happy that it's the time of year where you can actually turn on your AC. Like this change in weather. You know, if you live if you live in you know, the West Coast or you know down south, you know, probably not quite as thankful for this weather as some of us in the Midwest are. But I'm real thankful that I can go outside and enjoy the nice weather. You know, Mark, me too. I played a little bit of tennis yesterday. Tried working on my serve. It felt good. How would you? Which which uh, tennis player would you compare your serve to? Uh, who's somebody that has a terrible serve? <laughs> you know, that's why I'm working on it, though. You know, well, you well who would you like to have the serve of? Uh, Nick Kyrgios. He just has a monster serve. He gets like a thousand aces a match. So, well, well, Nick, if you're out there uh, listening, you know. I Jonas mean, he is, he, he is Australian, so I don't know how many Australian listeners we're getting. <laughs> I can check the metrics, you know, we can we can mm-hmm. do some marketing out there. I, I have contacts in Australia, so. Oh, that's true, that's true. Well, Anyways, let's, let's get back into the Final Four <laughs> a little bit. Um, oh, yes. Well, I got to say, the Final Four uh, brought one of the most entertaining basketball games that I can say that I've ever seen. Um, you know, it definitely has been one of the best Final Four games in a long time. Yeah. I mean, great, great tournament overall, but um, that that UCLA-Gonzaga game was just incredible. Yeah. And you know... I don't think anyone thought UCLA had a shot of winning. Um, but they came close. And really, as much as you want, you know, you want to look at it, the last second shot by Gonzaga was just that was pure luck. Oh, a- absolutely. But I mean, it made for an entertaining finish. <laughs> I, I mean, personally, I was kind of hoping for another overtime, but. Because it was just so fun to watch, but and also, you know, if UCLA would have won there, um, my bracket would have won. So, 
That's true. That's true. Which <laughs> the one person in our uh, bracket actually picked Baylor, but, but didn't get enough of the other games correct, so they didn't I... end up winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah, it's just it's more the way unfortunate. The, it's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh. Yeah, I mean, you're just not thinking, you know, with how it, how it plays, that if you pick the winner, that it's even possible to lose. But it is what it is. It is what it is. And then, you know, the, the other Final Four game was just absolutely shocking as well to me. I, I don't know if you saw Baylor versus Houston. I didn't watch a ton of that game. Uh, I saw I saw a little bit of the first half, and Baylor was uh, was up like thirty two to eighteen, and the next thing you know, it was like forty three to eighteen, and it's like, well, this is long over. Yeah, I did watch that game, um, and I mean that that that's kind of like what I've been saying, like after watching, because I didn't watch much of Baylor during the regular season. But watching them play Wisconsin, I mean, they just they have a real good offense and they have a lot of depth that can shoot. So, and they, I mean, they just completely overpowered Houston. Like it, I I I didn't think it would be like I did think Baylor would win. I believe I mentioned that last week, but I didn't expect it to be like that. Yeah, me me neither. And I mean, you know, the the championship game, Gonzaga just looked slow and unathletic in that game. Uh, Baylor, I, I mean, they shot like 60% from the field, like 50% three-pointer, if not better. I'm not sure what they they ended up at at the end of the game. I know they started off like eight for nine or something ridiculous from three point land. And yeah, I mean, unfortunately it was just a boring game. So I don't really, I I don't know what else to say about that game besides really Baylor closest game was against Arkansas by 11 points. And I mean, they destroyed everyone. So yeah, it just it's just hard to tell with Gonzaga because they beat, you know, looking back at their schedules, their out of conference schedule was pretty good. I mean, they, they beat Kansas, Virginia, Ohio State, I think like Texas Tech. So they beat several good teams, but that's just the way it goes. I mean, Baylor was hot. I really if Baylor was in Gonzaga's conference, you're probably looking Baylor undefeated this year. But yeah. I I just you know I I think everybody kind of got caught up in you know Gonzaga going undefeated, and I think Baylor didn't get some of the respect they deserved. Well, um, I mean I think just about everybody with half a brain picked Baylor to the championship game. Right. Uh, and you you know like you said the undefeated thing that was pretty much my one reserve in picking Gonzaga was just how ridiculously hard it is to go undefeated. Uh, So, I mean, now, you know, it's like, oh, Gonzaga was a bad pick. I mean, 
I well, wouldn't I'd, say that, but every single projection I saw, like every article that was talking about the game, I I think pretty much everything I saw was predicting Gonzaga to win. Um, that that's what I mean more like you know kind of everybody got caught yeah. up like yeah. like ba- Baylor deserved Baylor deserved a lot more credit for that, but you know Gonzaga has a flashier record and but. It's a little disappointing that it didn't turn out to be a better game, but I yeah, it's it is what it is. I think that's that's the one thing with March Madness that is almost kind of a letdown because like the the first the first set of games is just always so entertaining because you have all the upsets, obviously, but then. You know, as you get kind of that final four, unlike the NBA where you have seven games, you know, seven possible games to be close, and you know, in general, just the series close. You know, that's where you can get a little bit of a bore compared to the first two weekends, potentially. Right. But honestly. One of the most entertaining ter- ter- like tournaments overall. Obviously, the, the championship game, not too exciting, but the tournament as a whole, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better return to March Madness than this year, I, th- I think. Oh, I, I absolutely agree. This, this, this tournament uh, satisfied us for missing a, missing a year of March Madness prior to it, so... Well, you want to get into, I, I mean, yeah, baseball. We've almost made it a week into the season. Granted, we didn't make it one day into the season without games being postponed <laughs> to, you know, COVID. But uh, apparently, yeah. who was it, like Washington? Hey, they just came Yeah, the, the Nationals had players. They, I think they had 10 players I saw that had to... Um, go on the injured list or the whatever it's called, just inactives. Um, and a lot of those guys were like, I, I know Josh Bell was on that list. Um, I mean, you know, a lot of them were starters, so they kind of, I think, had to do a little bit of shuffling, kind of like what the Marlins had to do last year, where you know, you bring up half of your alternative training site people, but yeah, hopefully well, they keep I, that under control. Well, I don't know how so many of their players got it, considering they have like some of the you know heavier restrictions. Well, there, and but and who who knows? From what I saw, the Nationals GM said um, he didn't think there was any way like anybody would have breached protocol. Um, and I, I I have a hard time believing anybody would be overly reckless, kind of after seeing like how much of an impact that had last year um, between some of the teams who had to miss games. Hopefully we see, we don't see too many other flare ups um, just cause you know, rescheduling can mess things up for everybody. I mean, right now the, the nationals only had to nationals and Mets will just have to replay a series at another time. But well, I feel like a lot of the league has already had it, so I, I wouldn't figure 
we well, wouldn't run into this too much. Well, and I know a lot of teams have been talking to their local areas about getting vaccines. And I saw that Major League Baseball is actually going to lighten up requirements for teams that I want to say get 80% vaccinated. Um, I may be incorrect on that, but I think that was the number I saw. And like some of those guidelines would be um, players wouldn't have to wear contact tracing devices. Uh, Players would be allowed to hang out in the clubhouse and have team activities in the clubhouse. Um, Like there would still be some restrictions like, they they are not gonna they're not they're not supposed to go out to a bar or anything and you know have a night out but they can still like now they can actually like hang out in the clubhouse and do things together in the clubhouse so well I'm, not that I'm, they're already I bet they're already doing that but right well I'm just you know yeah yeah with, with the contact tracing devices is probably what some of the players want to get rid of but yeah um, I'm I'm gonna guess that we're gonna see most of the teams be vaccinated uh, in the coming months. And at least it's starting to trend in the right direction, obviously with all this stuff. And I mean, from what you just said, it sounds like most of that is kind of common sense. Uh, You know, once you get vaccinated, like, yeah, I wouldn't think there'd be really any reason to continue some of those practices, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, Let's hope it stays at one flare-up uh, for the whole season. Uh, fingers crossed. Yep. Another yep. um, well, news, Travis Shaw's an MVP candidate. Um, I'm just kidding. So is all, well, not all. So is uh, Nate Lowe, or Lyle, from the Rangers, just, <laughs> just saying. No. We're just, hey, really? We're just... Hey, why? Well, hey. He's got 14 RBIs. That's the most in the league. Well, that's that's where that's a lot of that's a lot of RBIs to have through five games. Yeah, that's. I wonder what the record is on that. Uh, I'm not sure. Through five games, through ten games, it was somehow it. Oh wait, I think it was Nelson Cruz, like eleven. Unsurprising, knowing Nelson Cruz. Just being immortal. You know, no, I don't know. I don't know through five games, but uh, but yeah. Well, I just want to get this out of the way. the uh, The Rangers pitching, especially our bullpen, is just utter garbage. Oh my goodness! Against the Royals, we allowed in the first two games twenty five runs. That's the high-powered Royals offense, too. <laughs> and Mark, do you want to know how many we scored in that game or in that time frame? I'd love to hear that, Jonas. Fourteen, and we lost both games. <laughs> how do you score fourteen runs in in two games and lose both of them? Just ugh. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, yeah, that, that's tough news. I mean. The Brewers have kind of had the opposite. They've the offense kind of fizzled out after opening day a little bit. Um, now, granted, they they've been hitting better against the Cubs tonight, but you know we'll see. They actually the Brewers have made a fairly significant trade um, relatively early in the season, trading 
Orlando Arcia to the Braves and what I think is a puzzling move for the Braves considering they don't exactly have a spot open for Arcia. Arcia is a shortstop for the Brewers, if you don't know. Um, he's kind of been part of a lot of clutch moments for the Brewers over the past couple of years. He was a former top prospect. Never really has lived up to his potential. Has a great glove. His bat is wildly inconsistent. Uh, it's a little tough to see him go, but at the same time, you know, I think the Brewers were kind of like, you haven't lived up to your your point this year at this lived up to your potential at this point. So time to cut ties, but an interesting move from the Brewers that I wasn't expecting there. Well, a very, very sad trade from the Rangers came today. Probably the best second baseman of all time. Regnet Odor has been traded to the Yankees for two minor league outfielders. That also also a part of that transaction, Rugnet Odor's beard is being released. <laughs> <laughs> I hope his like super short baseball pants are also being extended. <laughs> and not, it, not released. Watch Odor like uh turn into DJ LeMahieu. Just like oh, ridiculous no. contact hitter. <laughs> Here's the thing, Mark. He's on the Yankees now, which means he gets to play one game and then banned to the IL. <laughs> that's that's true. It's that's if you. <laughs> I will say, yeah. you know, your career is this a sign that your career is bad or good? Whenever your career highlight is hitting Ho- Jose Bautista in the face. I mean, it's one of the most awesome highlights. Like, I I really enjoyed it. Every every year, the MLB posts that video, or maybe maybe it's not the MLB, but like I see it on like ESPN or something. Or and every time I see it, it just brings a smile to my face because it's just I love that. <laughs> but, it is a great video. I just wish Odor could have been as good as punching people in the face just at baseball in general. But, but yeah, so what else do we have for baseball? What else do you want to talk about here? Well, any, well any... Talking, talking about personality a little bit, um, did you see that, that little bit of a flare-up in the Cardinals-Reds game? Um, I, I kind of saw that. Who, I didn't who was see that. It was it was Castellanos? That's right. And so, I don't know who the Cardinals player was. I I think it was Flaherty. Um, but basically Castellanos uh, got hit, I believe, the day before, or or something happened. Oh no, Castellanos hit a home run the day before, and he kind of like trotted around the bases, like he kind of showed it up a little more than what you usually see. And so the Cardinals hit him, and then he comes around to score. And when he came around to score, um, I believe it was on like a passed ball. So like the pitcher was at the plate, and Castellanos, like you know, when he slides in, the pitcher's on the ground, and he gets over the pitcher and just kind of flexes over him. 
which <laughs> is a play you see more in like football and basketball. You don't get to see that very often in uh, in baseball, and it caused a bench bench clearing. Yachty got real fired up, as he always does during those types of things. Um, I thought it was fairly entertaining. I believe he got a two game suspension or something like that, but <laughs> yeah, was... that's. I mean. <laughs> Castellanos, he's a likable guy. I'll be interested to see if he can... He's started well, but he started well last year, too, and kind of faded out. So I'll be interested to see what he ends up doing. But, yeah. hey, the, the more fights in baseball, the better, I think. No, I, I they're always entertaining. So, but... I. Another one that comes to mind is it just always I always think of the of Bryce Harper and Hunter Strickland going at it from a couple of years ago. <laughs> but just uh Rossiel Iglesias is or no wait, it's Amir Garrett. <laughs> and literally just anybody he wants to fight, pretty much. Um other other big news in baseball. Um Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, who, if you remember, is the star shortstop for the Padres, who just got a massive contract. Um, he, so if you remember in spring training, he he threw a ball um, from short. They had to take him out because he had a shoulder issue. Um, then the other day, he had a similar shoulder issue during the game, had to leave the game, and... Essentially, from what I'm seeing, the injury is called a shoulder um, subluxation, which is a partial dislocation of the joint. Uh, Currently, right now, it's non-surgical. So, now, I don't know how much of that is the Padres, you know, and apparently, you know, apparently from what I've heard, Padres have known about this, like this injury. This is kind of like a lingering thing from what I've seen. And I, I watched, you know, a couple different things and heard some things about it that, you know, potentially down the road, this could be something to where if you keep seeing flare-ups with it, uh, could could eventually require surgery and could be kind of like a reoccurring issue mm. in the future. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. It is, I in my mind, it's a little alarming that like, you know, you're not seeing like brute force causing like this injury. Like he was like in spring training, he was just throwing a ball from like an ordinary ball from short. And we saw it. I mean, he's, he's still plenty young, but I'll be, I'll be, you know, something, something definitely to watch for. I mean, obviously my guess is San Diego knew about this, probably did their homework on it and determined that, you know, they probably didn't think that this was, going to be something that could potentially become a real problem, but just something to kind of keep in mind, um, you know, throughout, throughout the season when he comes back, currently he's on the 10 day IL. I'm not sure there's really a true time frame on it, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I just feel bad for people that drafted him in fantasy with their first overall pick. Well, that that was your first mistake. 
Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, And what else he... is there? I mean, I feel like, you know, we're just easy going at the start of the year for the old baseball. Yeah, I mean, everybody's just first home run of the year was uh, by Miguel Cabrera. During, in a, like a during a snowstorm, <laughs> that that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, I mean, we're just kind of at the beginning of baseball. It's an exciting time, but there's not like major storylines with baseball. It's a little hard to talk about each and every team that's going on and what's what's yeah. happening. But yeah, and it's not like you know, there's. Well, I I've kind of enjoyed Oakland starting off zero and five. I I bet you have. So. But uh, yeah, yeah. But you know we'll well, be, we'll be covering baseball every week. You don't have to you don't have to worry about that. So you know if if something happens tomorrow, we'll get it next week. But yeah, well. uh I mean, I, I guess I don't know if you've been watching very much of the NBA or anything. I have not. Uh, I was just kind of. I remember, like maybe a week or two ago, we were like, "How does the, how is the play-in going to work? What exactly is it going to look like?" And so the news on that is, it looks like the number seven. And number eight teams are going to play each other. And the winner of that game, I believe, gets the seven seed. And then the number nine and number ten seeds will play each other. And the winner of that game will play the loser of the seven eight. And then the winner of that game between seven or eight, well, you, you know, you get my point. The, then, then, you know, loser of seven, eight plays winner of nine, ten. Winner of that game gets the eighth seed. So basically, if you're seven or eight seed, you get two tries to win one game to get in. If you're nine or ten, you have to win two in a row, which to me really isn't that difficult. You still there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it says I'm connected, so I don't know what the frick is you're, going on. You're still recording Audacity, so it's not a problem. Just couldn't tell yeah. if you, you were waiting for me to say something or not. Well, there, yeah, I, I didn't know if you, 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 did you hear how it kind of worked? Yeah, I kind of heard how it worked. I, I agree with you. I, I don't think that's overly difficult to do so and right now i mean boston's number seven the knicks are number eight pacers nine bulls ten uh dallas number seven memphis eight spurs nine golden state 
10. So it'll be the only thing I I don't know how much I like about this playing game stuff is that really in the end it's just not going to matter. But and plus yeah. this is the main complaint about everyone has about baseball's playoffs, right? It's like, oh, if you get more than five teams, you just have bad teams in the playoffs. I think the Astros kind of proved wrong after they were like 30 and 30 and then were one game away from the World Series. But in the NBA, do you want the 21 and 28 Bulls being <laughs> the eight seed? I mean, granted, the eight seed right now is the 25 and 26 Knicks. So do you really want them as eight seed too? Like, I mean, it's just, and Golden State is 23 and 27. So I, I just don't know if I. I see the point in dropping it all the way to the 10 seed. Like maybe the nine seed in the West is usually, you know, pretty close, but. I I think they should switch to just doing a lottery system for the playoffs. Records don't matter. Anyone can get it. <laughs> I agree. Well, I, you know, I think they're, they're bothering with all this play in stuff. Why not just do the top 16 teams? I mean, they're only doing the play-in, right? Pretty much for like the 9 or 10 seed in the West. You're not doing it for the 9 and 10 seed in the East. Just do the top 16 teams. No, I I, I kind of agree with you there. Like, just, yeah, do the top teams. There's such a disparity in the NBA right now between the talent of both leagues. So... And interesting, the Lakers are number five seed. They've dropped down to five seed without LeBron or Anthony Davis and would have to play the Nuggets, which it was I mean, that's going to be a tough first round. And then interesting, interestingly enough, if the Lakers, they're only one game ahead of Portland, if the Lakers drop to number six, they would play the Clippers in the first round. So, which would probably just be seven home games for the Lakers. But that's all I have for the NBA. I don't have anything else to add, so... We're keeping this one short and sweet. So yeah. I'm, I might as well just go into the little bit of the sports we don't care about. Uh, I'll start off with, you know what? Just for the women's college basketball fans out there, the few of you that exist, I guess. Uh, and actually, I mean, the championship game looked pretty good. I should have watched that one instead of the men's. 54 to 53, Stanford won. Uh, against Arizona, I believe. And I think the final four games were pretty entertaining, too. UConn didn't win, so that's always a plus. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess if you want actually interesting championship game, maybe tune into the women's game next year. And then... Uh, now, I know last week... Uh, this is maybe this is the podcast year. Uh, jinx 
Last week I said Demir Medvedev had only lost one match in like the last three months, and that was to Djokovic in the Australian Open final. The next day after we recorded, he lost to Bautista Agut in the quarterfinals of the Miami Open. And uh, really just didn't perform well whatsoever. And uh, then some guy I've never even heard of, and honestly, I have no idea how to say his name. I don't know if you want to give it a shot here in a second. Her coach? Her coach? That sounds perfect to me. I'm sure we're not butchering that. I, you know, I'm sure that's the perfect pronunciation there. So he wins Miami Open against, uh, I think, Janik Sinner. And really, another guy that, unless you know the deep delves of the tennis world, which I'm going to guess maybe 1% of America does, uh, then, uh, yeah, you wouldn't know either of these guys, really. But that dude, good for him, wins a ATP Tour title. You know, he's on his way to just losing to Djokovic or whoever. Um, then uh, the Masters starts on Thursday. I think we're back on to the normal time the Masters should be. Because I want to say it got postponed last year to, like, September. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Bryson DeChambeau is, like, the favorite. But, uh, you know... Really, outside of him and, like, Rory McIlroy, Justin Day, I don't even know who else plays golf in these tournaments. But, uh, yeah, we'll go with, you know, I'm going to pick, I'll go with the favorite, DeChambeau, to win. But Sounds like a good pick. I'm going to bet $1,000. Do it. You won't. Just, just so it wins me less than a thousand dollars. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I'll put a thousand. Oh. On, I'll put a thousand on Phil. Mark, Mark. I just, oh, you know, Phil. That's actually that would be interesting. It seems like he always steps his game up in these, you know, massive tournaments. But, but yeah. Mark, I, I almost forgot. I almost forgot about probably the biggest story of the week. Aaron Rodgers hosting Jeopardy. Oh, yes. I haven't actually seen the episode, the first episode yet, but I'm planning on watching all of these. I, I know. I, the, about the only highlight I've seen of it is that dude who <laughs> bet $0 on Final Jeopardy <laughs> said... Who decided to kick that field goal? Yeah, he. Hey, Rogers did say he thinks that he can he can quarterback full time and do Jeopardy full time. So yeah, he, he said he wants to full time Jeopardy, which he could, because Jeopardy records only like towards the beginning of the year. Like you know, they record for like one month or whatever for like the whole year. Yeah, hey, so. I I think he could do it. So it it'll be. It'll be interesting to see how these episodes play out. Maybe after maybe after we've seen all of his guest hosting, we can provide our analysis on if he's the, <laughs> you know how how he compares to uh, to Alex Trebek. Now, 
What happened to Ken Jennings hosting it? I thought he was supposed to be like the next host. I uh, he he is on one of the guest hosts. Okay. But it's it's right now they're doing a big lineup of guest hosts. Like it sounds like they don't really want to like commit to somebody um, at this point, which I mean is probably fair enough. I mean it, it's going to be quite a difference from uh, from Trebek, regardless. And my guess is it you know provides a little bit of variety to the show, and then they also get the advantage of being able to see a bunch of different people who might be interested. And uh, yeah. taking that, yeah, I just, yeah, I'd be interested. Uh, I kind of want to see like a comedian on there, almost that just like, like makes fun of people's dumb answers, like <laughs> I don't know, like Jim Gaffigan or something like that. Yeah, that be a good one. <laughs> Bo, Bo Burnham goes on there. Bill or, Burr, uh, Bill Burr, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if Bill Burr would. Uh, some of his stuff might not work for Jeopardy, but <laughs> yeah, I, I I think Gaffigan would be better suited for it. But or uh, Tom Segura. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that would be that'd be pretty funny. Yeah. But what if they started having? No, this is just a thought. First, and I know we're just kind of blabbering on here, but. What if they just started having like really intelligent characters, like TV show and movie characters, host it for like a week? So you mean like the actors acting like that character? Exactly. Exactly. Hmm. So you just bring on like I don't know. I know I don't. I don't think you know Tony Stark is the smartest out of all the the MCU anymore but what if you just had robert downey jr come on as like tony stark well and and then you could have a category based off of that movie oh true just like the avengers categories yeah or or you could have you could also have a category based off of the actor themselves but you don't tell the contestants who's going to be hosting that that's true and and it could be a secret if they did it only one week because they film one week's episodes in one day so you could do it. I I think we've got an idea here. <laughs> I just I think, I think we should email I, Jeopardy. Yeah, I, I don't know who produces Jeopardy. <laughs> this here, we we know Jeopardy's been around forever, but we've got ideas. So maybe we just have our own Jeopardy. Maybe I think we you know. Let's get three contestants, and it's just all about sports. We could do it. You know, maybe we can do that for an episode sometime. It would be kind of entertaining. But, well, I don't want to keep rambling on too long. But Yeah, well, I think that provides good comedy here at the end. Oh, no, I I definitely agree. It was, uh, but... We'll we'll be back next week, and uh, we thank you for listening. Uh, Have a good one. Enjoy this weather. We love you.